Well, Congressman Tim Wahlberg's been pretty busy in Washington, D.C., but I'm my guess is he probably caught some of what Donald Trump had to say in town last night. Congressman Wahlberg joins us. Good to have you. It's good to be with you. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, I, l- let's start first on on the 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 spending bill in in Washington. Where are we at uh with with both your uh counterparts in in uh the House and in the Senate? Where are we at in terms of funding the government going forward? Well, I appreciate you asking it that way, House and Senate. The Senate has uh started the process of passing a uh, a, a, a true continuing resolution where we don't do any reform, we don't take care of the border. It's just a straight, let's keep it as is for the next 30 days or so. I forget which, whether they have it shorter than that or longer than that. And and status quo and just kind of kick it down the road. And, and the normal process will be after doing that uh, a couple times, then they put an omni together, which we have made very clear to them. We will not vote on an omni. That's against our, our rules here in the House. Um, so I don't know how that ends up working out, but they've taken no bills from committee. They've uh, not even dealt with any of the funding bills in committee. They haven't offered any on the floor to vote on. They've just done this continuing resolution yesterday, and thankfully Rand Paul uh, did a procedural that would keep it from immediately going through. So probably that can't come to the House before um, Saturday or Sunday. Um, in the House, however, uh, we have already passed one of the, the spending bills. That was the VA bill. Uh, we have four other that have been on uh, the calendar this week, uh, Tuesday night, or I guess you'd say Wednesday morning around 1 o'clock, 1.30. We finished the day working on uh, some of those bills. Uh, yet last night we came off the floor around midnight, and then the bait on further amendments went on after that. Uh, so we're working through, we are planning to get four of the spending bills through this week with no hold on the amendments. Uh, we've done uh, an average of 100 amendments per bill if we finish it by tomorrow evening, um, giving everybody an opportunity to get their say, reducing. All of the bills are set at the spending level, top-line spending level of 2019. That's pre-COVID. A lot of my constituents, my conservative constituents, said that 2022 isn't good enough. We want you to go back to, to pre-COVID. Well, that's what we're doing. There is no uh, Ukrainian uh, funding dollars in there. There are funding for our own military that goes to our own military forces to train them on how special needs and training, training Ukrainian soldiers, but no direct spending on Ukraine. Uh, we've taken all of the woke stuff out of the defense budget, uh, the human, uh, the uh, uh, um, border control budget, um, homeland security, and uh, that's the process we're going through. We have chosen not to put a continuing resolution up. There won't be one. We'll put a short-term spending bill up uh, for a vote by itself after we vote on all four of the spending bills. And what that short-term spending bill will do, will, it'll put us at 2019 levels for the 30 days of the short-term spending, and it'll also include the language that we put in H.R. 2, which was the border security bill, which is basically the the old Trump policy Mm -hmm. on how we secure the border. So that's there. Now, I know some of my colleagues have made a statement that I've never made, and I encourage all my freshman colleagues when I have a chance, don't 
ever say never. Never say never because you don't know what will come up. So here they have what some have classified as a continuing resolution, which it isn't. I've never voted on a continuing resolution that didn't simply continue present funding. Well, and and, and, and some in, in the chamber have argued that the Republicans have, I mean, you, you, you do have a bit of a, of a of a leg up here and if you kick this down the road like that and and you you lose that that ability to negotiate is that how you see it as well absolutely i mean you hit it right on the head um we right now are leading the course we're doing the work as it's intended for the members of congress to do it i mean we we did some significant piece of legislation to get to this point so when some say why weren't you working um, sooner to get the appropriations bills. Well, we have been, but it takes a while, number one, to get the bills written, get the bills into the committees, the committee process, subcommittee, full committee process, get a vote, take it to the floor, then you have a rules process, etc. But we've done all of that. If we were able to get those five bills over the Senate, plus a continuing resolution, if you want to call it that, but it's not, a short-term spending bill and reform bill over then we chart the course. We'd have the top line negotiating. If we let the Senate do what they're intending to do, they chart the course. They've got the only thing over there. They jam us with no reforms, no cuts in spending, no border control. That's not what we need. So I stand here with the overwhelming majority of my House Republican colleagues saying, let's be real, guys. (laughs) We can't get all 12 bills completed this week. It's taken us all this week to get close to finishing the four. Uh, so let's take the time to do it right. But we established the pattern if we put that short-term spending bill with reforms in it and those five bills that we've already done out of the 12, we chart the course. And I would much rather have us negotiating against Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer especially because he's the majority leader there, and against the White House. They want us to shut it down. They want to use that against Republicans, saying Republicans can't get their act together. Well, our problem is is that we see that we got a debt in this country is $33 trillion. We're deficit spending. We can't keep doing this. And sometimes someone is going to have to be adult enough to say, we've got to cut spending. We've got to reduce unnecessary spending. We've got to take all the woke stuff out of our military budget and other budgets. We've got to resource the people at the border to protect our country. We have to deal with our agriculture budget. And, yes, there will be cuts in the agriculture budget. But, hey, everybody takes a haircut if we get to a point of finally saying we can't get less than 10 years down the road and our our, uh, interest payments will be larger than our entire annual budget. We can't do that. Uh, Congressman Tim Wahlberg joins us. I I have a couple minutes left here. I I wanted to get your reaction as well to the impeachment inquiry hearing that's underway on Capitol Hill as well. Uh, Congressman Jamie Raskins has said that there's nothing here, that this is all just uh, I'll 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 paraphrase and say a witch hunt. And uh, and that there's that in the middle of this, these very serious talks involving funding the government um, this impeachment inquiry hearing is going on. What, what what are you taking out of these these comments that are being made on the House Oversight Committee now? Well, I've I've been uh, all all morning wrapped up in uh, a hearing hearing an Energy and Commerce Committee looking at the uh, the state of our of our grid 
and uh, so I haven't had much chance. I did catch a few comments of my friend, and he is my friend, uh, Jamie Raskin. I don't agree with him on an awful lot of stuff, but we have worked together on a few things. But I'd, I'd say to Jamie, listen, you didn't say that, and you wouldn't countenance the Republicans saying that when you were running the impeachment, impeachment trial on Trump. Which we now know there was really no information to back up that. There was no information to justify that, according to the Durham report. Yeah, there's no there there. In in this case, there is there there. And we're seeing more come out where direct emails have gone to President Trump, the vice president at the time, dealing with with payoffs to to Hunter. And and, and so to say there's nothing there, that's, that's an incredible statement to try to get over the the reality that's in place. So I think the inquiry is the right way to go. Uh, number one, it's going to get information out that has been held back during the last two years because the Democrats had control and they wouldn't let those hearings take place. Now there is another majority in the room, and we are showing that there is there there. There are factual evidences. Is it enough for impeachment? Sure. You know that, That's a question we have to look at. But yeah. It certainly says what the president has said numerous times about his involvement with his son's business dealings. It doesn't stack up. I have about 30 seconds left here. Uh, Former President Donald Trump was in town last night in Clinton Township. Uh, Obviously not your district, but the former president was was very vocal about the electrification of the automotive industry and, and called on union members to come over to his side. Do you think that he was able to strike that chord? I think he was. I think he was because he's already struck the chord with many, many rank-and-file union members. I know that from what I know about my district in Monroe County specifically. That was John Dingle's district before mine. Then I got it. We began to win them over. But when Trump came, he talked their language. They believed that he understood them. He, they didn't think of him as a billionaire. They thought of him as a, the guy next door who sure. understood hardworking guys. And when he talks about EVs, they say right on, we know that's not the case. We're building the cars, the trucks that people want. Only 6% of our population is bought into EVs, and most of those were Teslas. So these guys that are working and gals working on the assembly line understand that we still make the greatest cars in the world. We're capable of doing that. We've done it by reducing emissions. We've got great cars that that do everything that people want. That's why they're buying them. And when Trump says that, I will not mandate. He doesn't say, if you want to buy an EV, go ahead. Sure. But he said, I'm not going to mandate. All all the while, while these UAW negotiations are going on. Congressman Tim Wahlberg, I got to run. Good talking with you. We'll talk again soon. Look forward to it. All right. We got to take a break. More coming up next. We're talking to Bate and Donald Trump.